What's up, guys? That's right. It's official. I have launched my podcast, and I'm very excited to start this journey. So without any further ado, I want to introduce my first guest. I've known this man for 15-ish, maybe 20 years or so. He's one of my best friends. We go over how him and I met. We go over how I moved to Indy, why I moved to Indy, and uh, just kind of where he's at with his life right now and his passion for fitness and boxing and just living life. So please give a warm welcome to my boy, Terrence Hallity. We on, baby. We on. Oh, episode zero. <laughs> Give a hand clap to the host, baby. Hey, man. Long time coming. Long time coming. Long time it's coming. Finally here. Yes, yeah. sir. Terrence yes, Hallity. The team. Oh, man. Oh, man. Jason Schultz. My day one. My yeah. literal day one. Yeah, I was going to say, quite a few people kind of know who you are, but some people don't. Yeah. Um, a lot of people actually, honestly, so uh, people who don't know, the reason I'm in Indiana is because of you, sir. And Lord, <laughs> man, you were just being obedient, man. Yeah, you know what, though? Honestly, uh, I remember coming out there right to work, and I remember thinking, like, man, I need help. Who else would I want other than you? It, it was nobody. It was always you, bro. It was always you. <laughs> but hey, honestly, uh, with you coming out that, yeah, we worked together. But then that kind of started like a trajectory kind of of our life path together. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah, I would definitely say. I mean, because before that, you were in Colorado. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I, I, I space out because you moved. Like, yep. I remember, though, remember you came out for my wedding and we did like a, we did like a little workout circuit. We ran in the we morning. Ran we ran the first yeah. day we got there. So ran the first I'm, day. I get there. I get off the plane. I don't notice the the um elevation. the elevation difference. And then I remember we were walking out to the car, and I was like, Whew, "Okay, there's there's something different here." And then I think I don't know if we. Oh yeah, we went to your house, changed, mm-hmm. and then we ran some mountain. Uh, yeah, tabletop mountain. Yeah. Well, we ran like the streets. And then uh, we ran the street. We ran like around the block a couple times. Yep, yep, yep. Or once, probably once. Probably once. Yeah. And then we're like, oh, elevation's a real thing. Uh, but remind me, did we actually run a mountain? Did we run tabletop mountain? Yeah. So we went up to, it was you, me, and Justin. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The Ganyu. And oh, the Ganyu. Okay. Yeah. I was like, Justin Generous didn't run. He didn't run. <laughs> <laughs> no, the gens didn't run. We love you, Justin. <laughs> we, love you, we all know you didn't run. Oh, dude. Um, yeah. No, so we show we we showed up to I don't remember the name, but 
I remember when we finally made it to the top, um, either there were signs about rattlesnakes or you were saying like, yo, stay on the trail. Yes. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So, so tabletop was like, uh, maybe, maybe let's just say, I don't know. Okay. I'm guessing. Um, but let's say a half mile up. Okay. But it was like straight up. Now, I don't know if this is an audio podcast or video podcast, but it was like, it was like straight up essentially. So the elevation gain was like, you're running on a treadmill at like, put the incline at like 15. Yeah. That's what it was. That was tabletop. Yeah. And at the top. Yes. Fun fact. I didn't, I didn't know about this until after. And I still don't know if it's a true fact, but I heard it was, uh, so just hang on a true fact. So fact is technically the definition of fact is true. Okay. So it's not fake news fact. I think so. (laughs) (laughs) So, so there's two tabletop mountains and in between those mountains, uh, apparently, uh, that's the most concentrated population of rattlesnakes in the U S I don't know if it's true. That's right. I remember. Okay. I remember you saying that now. Yeah. 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 But yeah, man. Yeah. Indiana from Minnesota to Indiana, Colorado, Minnesota, Minnesota, Colorado. Did you go back? Did you move? How many times did you move to Colorado? Just twice. From I was out there. So Minnesota, Minnesota, Colorado, Indy, Colorado. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But that's where, uh, obviously, we started boxing together, though, the first time. Yeah, do you title boxing? I mean, talk about life-changing trajectory tracks. That was, that was like it. Dude, and, like, I know we've talked about it a lot. So um, the thing is, like, I forgot where we talked about boxing for the first time because, well, it had to have been at youth group with JoJo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, because I think JoJo was probably talking about like Tyson or something like that, or Roy Jones. Yeah, and, and then that's where, and then Tony Tony Q. Yeah, so that's probably actually where it all started. Well, I know for me, uh, Roy Jones got me into boxing. Yeah, and then before I knew you, but then you introduced me to the likes of Floyd Mayweather because you were always ever since I knew you, you were like a boxing head, like you had the head knowledge, even before we started training together, you like new fighters. You introduced me to Conor McGregor. Dude, you introduced me to Floyd Mayweather. Did you ever hear the story of how I, how I learned about Floyd Mayweather? Oh, maybe. Please. <laughs> yeah, <tell. dude. laughs> um, so uh, a childhood friend who was like a block away, he really, he actually really got me into boxing. Um, like St. Paul, Minnesota, like the St. Paul Armory, there was always like boxing fights there and stuff. Um, and, and they would go all the time. But him and I would bond like typical young boys like playing video games, right? So we played Knockout Kings 2000 on Nintendo 64. And I was just like, all right, I know who Ollie is. I know who I knew who the Klitschko's were because of my friend who I grew up with. And um, I just remember like, all right, let me just scroll around. I'm like, who the heck is this? This guy's got a cool name, Floyd Mayweather. And bro, I was lighting up everyone. I was like, this guy's legit. And then <laughs> come to find out, uh, probably in like 2004 or 2005, I remember I was getting home. It was whenever he fought Arturo Gotti live. And I remember I was like getting home from a camping trip. I turned the TV on. I was like, oh, this guy's fighting. Like, I know who that is. 
And then that's really what started. And sure, so the first live fight I saw of his was kind of at like the middle part of his career, right? But it was yeah. against Arturo Gatti where he lit him up every, <laughs> every round, every way he wanted, picked him apart, changed levels, changed combos, changed power, changed speed, everything. Um, but what a sweet place to get involved in boxing is like the middle of Floyd's career. Like yeah. arguably one of the greatest, if not, and maybe even defensively fighters of all time. And we got to kind of watch the middle to the end yeah. and be like, yeah, man. But that's because of you. That's because of you for me. Yeah, um, I got you. I got yeah. You. But it definitely, I, I will agree, it definitely took off when we were in Indy, a title. Because I actually had a place, we had a place to go and, like, I've had a heavy bag before, but, like, you actually have a place to go and, like, take classes and work out and do mitt work and, yeah. and all that stuff. And that's pretty much, that was, like, the main reason I stayed in Indy. Um, yeah just with the communities and stuff there and obviously mm -hmm. the gym mm -hmm. yeah but then yeah that that we kind of peaked there and then branched out and the rest is history but i remember being uh one of the first people in my friend group in in small town minnesota with a heavy bag yeah. i had a canvas white everlast heavy bag oh and, and you i probably got it like bare knuckles and so it just had blood spots all over it. yeah but even before that i had uh i would uh strap up ratchet strap my dad's harley seat to like a beam in our basement <laughs> I would just hit that. but we we did uh locker room boxing at school and so i had a pair of white everlast in the, and then oh locker room i was gonna guess it's probably like all right guys bathroom break let's go oh, no yeah before school they had the hall cans you remember the hall cans yeah and so we would just like circle up and it would be like somebody against a big old boy or or some it like no weight class. There were no weight classes, you know. Just whoever wanted to put on the gloves, and then we just swing it out before class. This is this is grade school, uh, high school, high school. High okay, so yeah. I did that in. Um, I went to. I grew up. That was the childhood friend I grew up with, Brian. Um, it was me, him. Um, I still talk to him to this day. He was talking to me uh, yesterday, actually, about Roy Jones. But we we went to grade school together in St. Paul, and then my cousin came in the mix. So the three of us, like my parents, didn't like the three of us together in class because it like don't pay attention. You know, you got a group of boys, like whatever. So my um my parents decided to take me to uh, a Catholic middle school to switch it oh. up. So to like get away a whole new environment i didn't like it mm -hmm. um but we had we had to wear like a uniform and stuff like that i was like this is cool whatever but it's funny so basically to relate to that so we would we would go to the bathroom bathroom break in between you know whatever and then all the boys would suit up and it, like i was just like watching because i was like i think in seventh grade i was probably five foot maybe 115 120 pounds i was small oh wow yeah like, yeah yeah right now i'm the same way and yeah, oh yeah, yeah. and I, it was just funny because like we would go do this and i'm thinking in my head now like going back to classes like after the bathroom you know the teachers are just like sitting here like why are all you guys panting half your shirts are untucked your oh, hair's yeah. messed up sweat you got like sweat and you all smell like middle school boys with axe or like the bod spray you know what i mean <laughs> oh 
man. Man alive. We we uh I remember uh youth group, we would spar a few times, bring the gloves. Yeah, you knocked me out. Bars. That was my first body shot KO. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, well it, it was a headshot. Uh, not a KO, not a KO. No, it was a headshot. You knocked me in the head. Oh, did I? Yeah, yeah. It was like you pivoted. I'm pro I'm sure you didn't mean to pivot at that point. None of us knew footwork. So I think we were at um it was like an overnight stay or something or it was like a lock-in with just a couple of the boys i remember and then we were yeah. boxing and i didn't know what to, i was like do we are we like we just like toying around or something like that like, yeah oh, we're actually doing basically fighting and i just remember like i turned but i was standing straight up and then you i like went into it and just boom and they were filmed back on like either the razors or the blackberries back then. Oh, yeah. Oh, the yeah. audio was perfect. You know, right? We were all hyped, but <laughs> it's funny because when anyone would spar back then, we we're all just going a hundred percent. Nobody's like trying to be good to each other. We're like, yeah, let's spar. No, and, and then just... and then and then Tony and JoJo sparred. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember the first time I sparred JoJo, um, because I was kind of getting into boxing. I wasn't good, right, by any means, but. I feel like there's a phase and maybe tell me if I'm wrong, but when you first get into a sport, especially boxing, for sure, you start to learn a couple things and you instantly feel like, Oh man, I'm a man. You know what I mean? You like, Oh yeah, I hit the bag. Oh, I went through one class. Oh shoot. Like I, I learned, a, uh, whatever. Right. You kind of just have this. And so Jojo and I were sparring and, um, bro, he like, I was like, in my head, I was like, okay, I'm just going to jab him. You know, I'm going to stay long. I'm going to jab him. And instantly he came in like a charging bull, just crashed into me and had his head over or my, his hand over my head, like pulling my head down and was just trying to just rip my face off with uppercuts. But and, you know why? Yeah. Well, he, and he wanted to get out quick because he could to get out quick. Yep. Yeah. And he even said, he's like, man, I got like, 60 seconds in me. I got like two minutes in me because it was six. <laughs> and then it was over. But uh, yeah, man. That was the first time I had to deal with like a charging bull style of boxing. Yeah. I remember that because I remember he would do it and then it was just boom right away. Uh, and then he, he, I don't remember if he told us before or after. He's like, yo, I got, you got to, you gotta stay with me for 10 seconds like 15 seconds after that it's okay because tony actually knew how to like fight so tony like withstood it a little bit and then it was just like man what what the hell do i do <laughs> and we had couches around us because we were at um, somewhere else somewhere else right? we were In at, yeah. Yeah. yep yep and uh gosh and that was another stupid thing because we were all sitting there sweaty didn't have and we were sleeping there, so it was like we're just sweaty boys, no showers. Yep. yep. Just nasty. So all that to say, dude, we got roots, man. Yeah, we got some roots, man. We got we some got some roots. roots. We got some yeah roots for sure. Oh, yeah, dude. So how you been? How was? What'd you do this weekend? Uh this weekend, well, I just uh, rewatched the Jake Paul Tommy Fury fight, so that is fresh on my mind. Um, from the start of the weekend, we had a marriage conference Friday, Saturday. So that was great, man. Got to, got to pour into our marriage. Uh, 
one of the um, just a brief note they're talking about like how technology can take the place of like intimacy right and um uh, such a crazy stat out there of like we all know we're on our phones a lot we all know uh we need to put them down more right we all know uh we need to look at each other's eyes and um, touch our spouses more and these kinds of things. Right. But there's like a crazy stat, dude, you can look it up. It was either 10, 20 or 30% of people are on their phone during, during sex, during sex, like checking their phone. You know, like if there's like positions you're trying to look up and stuff, totally understandable. Okay. Sure. Yeah. yeah. You want to switch it up? Yeah. Yeah. Just, oh man, what's the wordle today? <laughs> I mean, if you're like flowing in the rhythm, yeah, check your phone. But I don't know, man. There's like a time and a place, you know. So it was just a lot of good, like practical, put your phone down and don't let it take this place of your spouse, you know. Um, don't choose a thing over someone, all that stuff. So it, it was great, man. Friday, Saturday, Sunday was a good day at church. And then we went to small group and then, uh, Came straight home, left early, so we could watch the fight. And that's what we did, man. Yeah, it's crazy because the fight was on today at like uh, I don't know when they fought. I, th- I think it was around five or something. Oh, it, really? it, was in, it was in the Middle East where they fought. So yeah, I thought it was like twelve at night or something. I could be wrong. Twelve at their time, uh, um, local time for them. Oh, okay. So, yeah, okay. where the fight was at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, what did you think? Did of you it? watch it? What? What did you think of it? Uh, I really enjoyed it, man. Um, it's no surprise. I'm already a fan of Jake Paul. Okay, that's out there, right? Um, Are you a fan oh, of his <laughs> his hustle to work hard to get better or yes. his boxing? Both, both. I, I, and this is the reason why I view it in comparison to me. Okay, I'm I'm a fan of boxing, obviously, right? I like it. It's my number one sport. Um, but he's taking challenges that if I were in his shoes would be challenges. You know, he's under the bright lights on a big stage. Uh, the whole world is watching, scrutinizing him and he's still stepping up. You know, I find it in my estimation, uh, success. If I show up to sparring, you know, two nights, one night a week, you know what I mean? And I have a good day of sparring. So to be able to take yourself through that journey, um, and train a high level and then show up, and perform like dude he's living the dream in my submissions is now is he top tier that's a whole nother conversation but his like rate of growth he's challenging himself enough where he's grown right so what i thought of the fight man i thought it was a great fight i thought uh tommy fury uh, did you watch it are we gonna be revealing anything i didn't watch it okay well here, I, here's the thing. I was. I have a tough time. I can't justify. Pay. I don't know how much it was. I'm gonna guess over fifty. Was it fifty? Fifty bucks. I mean, that's pocket change nowadays. But honestly, dude, what? Okay, kind of a joke, but not fifty is like the new five dollars. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. Pretty much. You, you go out to a meal, dude. You're paying fifty east. You know, without drinks. <laughs> Yeah, that was the first yeah. thing I noticed. Speaking of that, too, when um, we weren't drinking in January and it's like we'd go out. Um, we don't go out to eat too much because like we cook. I cook all the time. But like we yeah. 
we'd go out and, like <laughs> if we if we don't get any drinks or anything like if we don't get any drinks or anything um our bills are light oh yeah which is great but i could see what you mean. I mean 50 bucks like really i don't know of like my five listeners right now um shout out 50, 50 buck gang gang um 50 bucks is like it's it's 50 bucks plain and simple yeah. it, it can be pretty steep so like i could see possibly paying that to watch it but i would need another person i know on the card i think well that's what you do like you have a fight party right y'all throw in five ten bucks no on the fight card i mean oh yeah well even or, or a group or have a group of people yeah you that's when you have a, a watch party right um but i uh I was at somebody's house. We watched all the prelims. Uh, watched Badu Jack become a three division world champion. But oh, we Jack. left their house, and then he gave us his login. So I didn't pay fifty bucks. I didn't pay fifty bucks. So you either have a fight party or you're ask your boys, "Yo, send me that login." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I forgot Bodu Jack was on there. So that's kind of like a notable person because he used to fight out of Floyd's camp. Um, yeah. So yeah. I did not. I don't really care for Jake Paul, truthfully. I think what I don't like the most probably is I don't like how he carries himself and talks about himself like he had a rough upbringing. Like the simple conversations of like, this is in my blood. I've wanted nothing more than this. Like I had a rough, I didn't have an easy childhood. My parents raised me on Hamburger Helper. Dude, Hamburger Helper ain't bad. I still eat Hamburger Helper today. But I think it's the thing where like, Bro, you you were a YouTube influencer, which is hard work, I'm sure. So like you had money. I think it's just that whole persona of like wanting to have the same type of upbringing as like a Roy Jones or like mm-hmm. or someone who like did have a difficult upbringing. So like fighting is in your DNA. I'm not saying he's a, I think he's a great competitor. I think um part of the reason he performs under the camera is because of his YouTube his like history. You know what I mean? Like he's used to getting views. He's used to getting either, you know, positive responses or negative responses. Like you're opening yourself up for that type of scrutiny. So I think, mm-hmm. I think he knows how to handle that. Well, I think he's fairly strong mentally because of that as well. So like, if, yeah. he, if he portrays himself as the villain, I don't think it's going to affect how he performs. I think he'll perform good is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Uh, I could see some of the argument where like, hey, look at Floyd Mayweather's first five fights. Look at, mm-hmm. um, you know, any any notable boxer. Look at their early fights. Like they weren't great opponents. So I totally get that. Yeah. I think, yeah. It's, I think it's cool because we've, we've seen him. Oh, he's been the last, like, what, two years, three years? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's grown, for sure. He yeah. does have power. He yeah. He has knockout power. Yeah. Um, he doesn't do drug testing, so there's that. But he does <laughs> power. <laughs> no, I didn't I didn't order yeah. it. I know you did, so I was just curious what your thoughts on were. It, but Yeah. I was actually pleasantly surprised. I mean, I won't give it away. I'll let you still watch it, enjoy it at your time. But, uh, I know you know, they, they both will – what? I know who won. I oh, okay, who okay. Won. Well, even for your listeners, you know, we'll build it up where go go watch somebody's YouTube highlights on it. But um, 
they both predicted a fourth round KO, right? And spoiler alert, that didn't happen. And so they both had to like. Sorry, folks. <laughs> yes, that womp womp. Don't ever let this guy back on your podcast. No, <laughs> uh, <Don't> you suck. <laughs> uh, so yeah, man. That's for real, a- swipe up to subscribe, man. Thank you, guys. Yeah. So, hey, smash that like button. Smash that like button. <laughs> sorry, uh, oh, my bad. I'm sorry. No, it's cool, man, to see them both, to both like dig deep, you know, and kind of both of them thought that it was going to be an easy night. And both of them were convinced they both called the KO and it didn't happen. And so they both got tested, which was cool to see. Yeah. So, yeah. And I can see that too, man. I mean, a lot of people say that, you know, he carries himself a certain way and it's kind of off-putting, right? It's like you're trying to portray yourself. I get it. Like you, you maybe haven't had that upbringing and, that's not to minimize what maybe he did go through, but right. it's also not the same as what maybe other people have gone through. So, but uh, you know, when you got unlimited resources like him, you ha- you have a unique opportunity to go all in on something. You know, where like we do this part time, a passion of love. You know, it's a labor of love for us in our spare time, kind of thing. Like he can go all in because of his resources. But if he didn't have his level of dedication, then it, it wouldn't matter. So that it it just the challenges he's taken and where he's like been able to go with it kind of shows how much he's committed to it. And I think that's commendable. You know what I mean? Uh, but like us all, man, he's got a long way to go. Still, he's got a long way to go. I mean, you do got to respect the fact that like he's not doing it for the money, right? Like he has money, so it's uh, like. You know, I mean, you can respect the fact that he's putting himself, quote unquote, in harm's way. But, you know, he he works hard. It's definitely something he's passionate for. So I'll give him that, I guess. Yeah. 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 I respect that. Yeah, man. Uh, good. Uh, good showing. But definitely check it out. Definitely yeah, check, check it, it out. out. If you've heard of him, his name's Jake Paul. If you've heard of him. Yeah. I mean, you might not have heard of him, but it's it's worth a watch. Definitely. Um, I will say though, you know, he's got uh, obviously a big right hand known for it. In the fight, he had like a lot of tells, man. Like you watch the fight, and you'll be like, "Oh, he's loading it up again. Oh, he's trying to slip and load up again." Like is almost like, bro, we know it's coming, man. Like, kind of, he needed to mix it up more. He needed to mix it up, where he's almost relying on that one big shot. You know what I mean? Like, you got it, but then level up to, like, where you can hide it, you know? You're not always, like, leaning this way, getting ready to load up and unload it. Setting up, baiting. Yeah, yeah. But we're all learning. He was was kind of humble in defeat, which was refreshing. You know what I mean? If you're going to lose, you got to give the guy his props, and you got to – Whoop, you're talking about you're talking about his post his post fight interview where he said he was sick twice before the fight, right? That part where he was humble. I just want to make sure we're talking about the same fight here. Okay. Uh, What's great is like like my favorite thing. No matter any athlete, boxer, any any whatever, like after a championship loss, you're like, you know, I broke my hand twice in that in training camp, but no excuses. Uh, all respect to my opponent. He did his work. Like, yeah. just don't say anything. Don't say anything, man. Just be like, look, 
Yeah. I lost. Okay. I yeah. took the fight regardless of if I hurt my hand, I still said yes to the fight. So you can't, That's right. you can't say anything. It's the same when Chad Mendez stepped up on two weeks and fought Connor. And all he was saying, I took this on two weeks, but you took the fight. I don't yeah. care. You took the fight. No, it's the same dude. Like the same crap happens in the restaurant industry. When someone picks up a double and as soon as their double shift starts, they're like, yeah, well I'm leaving early because you know, I was, I've been here the soonest. Like I got here earliest. Yeah. But you, you accepted a double. I don't care. Exactly. Don't care. Yeah, exactly. He kind of gave, I mean, yeah. Uh, I won't get into that. that. I'll let the people watch that, but yeah, that's so true. That's so true. <laughs> So true. Yeah. Just if you lost, like, take it on the chin, give the guy who beat you their credit. And then it's never lost if you lose, right? Like, it happens. We all play. It's the funniest thing because people, especially boxing and combat sports, they're like, oh, man, if you lost, like, your stock goes down, all this stuff. Yeah, but it's the hardest sport to show up for one, right? You got to show up. It's who. Who else is showing up to either get punched in the face or knocked out at risk of? But say any other sport, you lose and you're like, yeah, it is what it is. You know, go back to the drawing board, try to get it back. But it's like, it's not a game over if you lose in fighting. You just, it's an opportunity to learn. There's going to be people who are better than you. Yeah. So, like, it's not over. It's not over by any means. But, like, take your loss, uh, give the guy his credit, and then take an opportunity to learn from it and get better yourself, you know? Yeah. So that's all it is. Um, on that note, man, how has uh, your training been going? You've been doing any boxing? You've been doing any anything else? Uh, yeah, so I um, – to my listeners out there, I'm an avid Peloton owner. My wife oh, and I well, got a Peloton bike. I think, honestly, we got that back in September or October. Um it's cool. I mean, obviously cycling, there's different cycling classes, but then there's yoga, there's some stretching and, um, now are you doing yoga on the bike? Yeah. Okay. No, <laughs> no. So it's, it's got a screen. You turn the screen and you can do yoga, but I honestly, I haven't taken uh, any Peloton class probably in the last like four weeks because I've been going to, um, the boxing gym here. Uh, in downtown Indy, so I meet. Um, remember Devin? Devin, yeah, a trainer. Yeah, yep. Um, well, he's actually training for Golden Gloves. So let's he, go. He, yep. So that's uh, man. That's on like two weeks. I'm gonna have him on here pretty soon too. Oh um, yeah, that'd but, be good. Yeah, he. Uh, so he he goes there. Um, I want to say he goes almost every day. So I go um, Monday, Wednesday, Friday a.m. at seven. Um, sometimes earlier, maybe like six, six thirty. And, um, I mean, I'm there for at least anywhere from 45 minutes to like an hour and a half. It depends for work, obviously, but then yeah. also they have classes like Saturday morning and Sunday morning. Um, this week it worked out. So I worked out Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, AM. And then I worked Dang. out and honestly, well, like honestly, each time, each time I go, I'll have my Apple Watch with me. I don't know how accurate it is, but like I'm walking out at least 1,200 active calories burned. That's killer, man! Every single time, it's all, it's all like basic boxing workouts too. So you'll start jump rope for about 10 minutes. Um, there's different. Sometimes there's stations with a double end bag. 
um, uppercut bag, speed bag, battle ropes, TRX rows. Um, That's great. And then there's, so getting- there's, I mean, you'll partner up with people for mitts. And then you'll have a couple, I'd say probably like four or five, five to 10 minute rounds on a heavy bag, honestly. Um, and then every workout you end with just body weight stuff. So push ups, squats, sit ups, um, pretty much 50, 50, 50. So my body has been sore for weeks. Steady it's sore. sore. It stays yeah. sore. Yeah. That's great, though, man. You're getting to use all the equipment. I am, man. It's, it's real helpful too because it's a it's a legit gym. Um, yeah. There's uh there's a couple like formal former UFC fighters that have trained there or still train there, so it's kind of cool. Um, I met one of them last week, so it's just like it's a pretty legit place. It's very dirty, grimy. Love that. Love that. It it's. I'm sure there's staff somewhere in that gym. <laughs> no, honestly, we do we we keep it clean. I mean, like we'll mop and wipe stuff down, but yeah, uh, but I like it that way. I like it where it's just a little yeah. like if you don't need the flashy big promo yep. signs, lights, marketing. Like just keep it simple. Like you in a bag, a jump yep. rope, and I'm a firm believer in like even the simplest technique combos or like the simplest workouts. If you just do them, like just a simple body squat. You can do it for longer, you get more of a workout, you know? Yeah. Um, that's why yeah. we're not doing crazy, like, 360 pop squats. It's just, like, body squats, yeah. push-ups, and then push-up holds, mountain climbers. Like, yeah, it's just good, dirty, <laughs> traditional work, you know? Man, that's so good. It's so good because, like, you don't need a big box gym. You don't need a, a real... I, I will say, sorry, not to cut you off. I will say... Oh. The one thing that I will need is music. I do need, I will need music in a boxing gym. You you are a big music guy. It's it's got to be hip hop, like for me. For the most part, it really depends. I mean, yeah, like I know you. Not to sidetrack this early, but I know you're a huge hip hop head as well. But for me, yeah, if I'm boxing. If it's cardio, I would I would prefer more of like a hip hop. If I'm Unless I'm like outdoor running or something, I can listen to um, instrumental music. Uh, if I'm lifting heavy, like heavy lifting, I could do, you know, heavy metal screaming music and stuff like that. But yeah. for sure, yeah. boxing, I just like, give me some Drake, give me some Future, give me some M, give me some, I mean, there's, there's, I just prefer that style when it, when it comes okay. to Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop a name on you. Uh, so we have uh Tuesday morning boxing in my basement, BBC, uh, Behan Boxing Club. Um, wait, that's the name, uh, unofficial name, yeah, BBC. BBC, I strongly suggest. I strongly what are you thinking of? What does that mean? You suggest you you roll with that, man. Where's your mind going when you hear that? Roll with that, (laughs) BBC Network. That's what I was thinking of. The English Network, nice. Yeah, I wasn't thinking of anything else. Oh, okay. I don't know if there is anything else. I think that's yeah. the only thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of English network. So, <laughs> uh, I've been bumping. His name is with the numbers six seven eight Nath N A T H. He's like a British grimy rapper. Is he like grimy. Guy? He's black. Okay, so I've seen 
Six, seven, eight, man. Okay. That's what we've been bumping for Tuesday mornings, BBC. Oh, there he is. I got him. Yep, yep, yep. So uh, throw throw a little bit on the playlist and see what it do for you. But, yeah, I like that. I've always been a believer, man, on that note, on your piggybacking. Uh, like, you don't have to be at the best place. You don't have to have the best stuff. Like, you can get a good workout in the woods where you live right now. And Trail here. running. I love woods. Yeah. Trail running. Yeah, like body weight stuff. Like, go find a tree and, and uh, climb it or do pull-ups or, like, pick something heavy up and put it down. Like, use your body. Um, shadow box, if we're talking boxing workouts, right? Like, one of the best things you can do, just shadow box and visualize and move your feet and all these things. So uh what's the gym that you go to again it's called ibg ibg yep yep that's right yep yeah so i go there a lot um that's great man it's good man it's it's it like i said every time i go i get a really good workout um the trainers there are like Devin and, and uh this other guy and then he also has fighting experience so um it's good work man it's real tough sweaty i've been wearing sauna suits the last oh, let's go. So, yeah um let's see i wore one today and it was pretty bad uh the one i wore yesterday i didn't wear a shirt underneath so like nothing <laughs> was absorbing the sweat and i just had i was like walking around with like just sacks of water and i just <laughs> went the corner and it, it dude it was like pouring out a glass of water and this Jeez. was halfway through the workout so honestly so like with that Yes, it's mainly water weight you're losing, but it is keeping your heart rate up, so you're burning calories still. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, but like, well, yeah, dude, I I did it, and I remember I weighed myself afterwards, and I was down, uh, like ten pounds. Let's go, dude. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Hey, honestly, but of course, though, I had a, I had a glass of water, and it was like, hey, I'm back. You know. Yeah. If you're working out in the morning, I don't know if you work out on an empty stomach or after breakfast before, yeah. so. You're burning fat then, you know what I mean? You're not burning any sugars that are stored in your blood from what you eat. You're kind of already in a fasted state from waking up, you know, from sleeping. So, yeah, it's water weight as well as you're using fat storage for energy. So I totally forgot. You were in your life in Colorado. You uh, certified personal trainer. Not certified. I went through the course. I did not take the certification. I moved to Indy oh, okay. before I took the cert. But yeah, I went through the whole program, like 11 month program. Um, it was like three or 500 hours of schooling. Yeah. So it was like class time. We're going to the gym and working it out. We're building programs. We're training people and all the hands-on experience, a ton of nutrition stuff, a ton of anatomy stuff. One of the biggest pushes was um, like form and technique and how I'm, important like post posturally in your body like to do the right thing because you could be cranking out right as you know you could be lifted heavy but if you're doing it wrong you're building strength on dysfunction so yeah. you build yeah yeah that, right so just the importance of like doing things correctly you know yeah um definitely so not certified yet but thank you though yeah shout out yeah shout, shout out, out, shout out. <laughs> yeah that's the first thing like I tell a lot of people um, like nutrition is you're going to notice the difference in your body and nutrition 
pretty much instantly. As soon as like me, I, I could, I don't do really any junk food, but like if I go back to it, like I feel horrible for sure for the rest of the day. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a good tell in itself of how you feel after you eat something. Right? Well, that's how your body has changed over time too. Like, I mean, and, and it's the opposite. Like if I go to somebody who's eating McDonald's all the time, I'm pretty sure they're not going to like if I put some asparagus on the smoker, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like salmon with like a smoked salmon on a cedar plane. Oh, you know dude. what I mean? It's like, yeah. uh, it just, it's right. Like, right. And their body, honestly, over time is probably not going to accept that food the same way, yeah. you know? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It takes, it takes time, man, to make changes. That's for sure. What's your pre-workout food? Um, Okay, well, sound, yeah, this is gonna sound weird, but uh, coffee. I like uh, to work out an empty stomach. I do that. Yep. So then I burn. I use that fat as fuel. But I like coffee. I like to water up and just coffee up, and then after I got my workout in, then I refuel. Then so I, what? What do you do? Oh uh, man, smoothie, protein, whatever's in the fridge. I mean, at that point. I've already burned through fat as fuel. I've uh, I've earned whatever I'm going to eat next, you know. Yeah. And so, it's usually, in all honesty, it's usually pretty good. Whatever we got in our house, um, I like smoothies though. I feel like you can get just like a high dense dose of nutrition, yeah. you know, in a smoothie. And so, I like that. But uh, yeah, what what about you? Do you have a pre workout, post workout? Um, I have, I'm still kind of getting my office together. So I'm going to have my shelf behind me with uh, just, I don't know, just a couple of things on display, but I was going to put my, um, I have a greens mixture from Jocko that I roll with. It's pretty, pretty solid. Um, I mean, this whole like gluten-free, low shirt, like all, it's a very good greens mixture. I've had other ones before and it's just not for me. Um, but mm -hmm. this, this one's pretty solid. And then I've been rolling with Kachaba smoothies. Oh, um, nice. have you heard of them? Kachava? Yep. Yep. Oh yeah, bro. Yeah. Um, well, I was like, a, I had some membership subscription with them for, I want to say, I don't know, a couple months. It's pretty expensive, but honestly, like health is wealth, baby. So like Dude. you got to spend, you got to spend Preach. a lot, you know? Yes. And, yes. Um, That's yeah, a fact. I, I, I think like two bags, it was after shipping was like 110 bucks or something. Which mm -hmm. there's different ways you can justify it. I mean, you can make a smoothie. You can go to Kroger or whatever Fresh Time, shout out, and just get a handful of fruits and throw it in a smoothie, and you're good. But with something like cachava or those greens mixtures, you can't always find like some of those ingredients at even like a fresh farmer's market. Like I'm not gonna find. <laughs> guava from brazil or something like that you know like there's a lot of different ingredients in there and they do hit exactly. you. there's different i mean there's different nu nutrients in there too that are gonna yeah that you want in your body so i want to say cachava has like 70 plus superfoods or something i don't know any of them i'm sure yeah. i should do more research <laughs> <laughs> but like but yeah. i mean it makes me feel i mean when i first started taking them my body was acting my stomach was feeling different because it wasn't used to I mean, some of those things that were in there. So I couldn't really, I couldn't tell too much of a, I guess I couldn't really 
tell too many like benefits or anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, and over time, you know, it definitely got there. It's a super dense mixture too. Yeah. It's real light. Um, I want to say it's like 200 calories or something, but I mean, it's got like your spinach, your chia seed, coconut, ginger. Um, it's got oh, so mushrooms, good. which I don't know what shiitake mushrooms do. I have heard they're healthy though. Um, Dude, mushrooms are like top, one of the top. Yeah. I wonder why though. It's because what, this is the quick elevator pitch on mushrooms. Okay. What they do in nature, okay, you imagine soil, roots, trees, right? What they do in nature under the soil is they carry nutrients from root to root, from oh, tree to tree. Yeah, yeah. They're nutrient carriers. That's what they do essentially in our bodies as well, is they carry nutrients. Like if take this for example, you can eat real healthy, which is always a good option, but if your body is not metabolizing that food and say you're just excreting it out you're not getting the full nutrients that you need mm. but say if you have are supplementing mushrooms which carry these nutrients to your body you can carry all these nutrients from your healthy body metabolize them get the benefits before you excrete them out right so mushrooms are like a huge you want to get the most bang for your buck from your healthy eating add mushrooms into the mix they'll carry all those nutrients see maybe now i will try that because i can't do some i don't know if it's partially like a texture thing for me with some mushrooms yeah also the only time the, i'd say the most common place you'll get mushrooms is if you go get pizza that's like the easiest that's one of the easiest topics to throw on yeah. there i'm like i feel like i'm definitely not getting yeah the full experience <laughs> no pizza pizza or steak right like Sauteed oh, mushrooms and onions. Gosh, Dude, have you um have you heard of OM? OM? It's like a superfood mushroom supplement. Nah. Um, that's what I use. I like it. You can put it in your coffee, put it in your smoothies, but uh highly recommend it. Have you done highly mushroom coffee? Uh no. No, I have not. Oh. Have you? No. No. I I've feel like it. I've heard of it. I, I it's like, like a it. Yeah, I've, I've I've seen ads. It was probably one of those things where like I clicked a cachava ad, and then like yeah. my algorithm was way messed up for the next couple of weeks. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah, what, the, what is this shit? Whatever. They're yeah. sending you all the like just Lion's bizarre, mane. yeah, all <laughs> this stuff, dirt oh, water yeah. or mud water. Oh yes, mud water. Yes. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Look, there's one thing. Okay, I understand. There's other types of you know substitutes for coffee. Let me just. Let me just keep my simple know, coffee in the morning, man. No sugar, yes. no cream. I'll put some ghee in there, honestly. Um, which some is like a ghee? healthy, yeah, ghee. You like uh, what you would wear for jujitsu? That's not what you're putting in your coffee. No, uh -huh. no, no. What uh, <laughs> ghee is, dude? Ghee, ghee is like a um, it's like a healthy fats butter. Oh, okay, like coconut yeah. oil or something. It's kind of like coconut oil, but it's yellow. Oh, okay. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I got something to check out. Yes, check it out, man. Shout out to shout out to all my yeah. gears out there. What up, dog? I do like. I am a big fan of your healthy fats in your coffee. Get I like ghee, that. Man. I like like okay. Yeah. Let me pull up what he does real quick because I first heard about it from my dad, 
And I want to say he probably jumped on. He jumped on his health kick when he, I want to say like maybe 10 years ago, he found out he was like diabetic. He and my mom went vegan for a year. Um, wow. So they just like switched everything up and it, they did like these smoothies and stuff in the morning. And then I went, I went home one time. Oh. Um, and he had like, hey, here's some ghee. Let's cook with ghee. So it's basically what ghee is, is a type of clarified butter um, originating from India. Uh, da, 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 da. How to use it? What is the difference? Is ghee healthier than butter? I think we almost everything's healthier than butter, but butter's so good, man. We know the truth. Oh shit! However, no evidence suggests that it's healthier than butter overall. Oh, that article was written in 2021, so you better stick with uh, coconut oil. Better stick coconut with coconut oil. Butter. Is pretty damn good. Um, Grapes and oil. I like. I prefer coconut oil in my coffee. Get my healthy fats in my coffee. I'll do that, and then I'll um I have it in my coffee cup, and I'll use one of those like frothers. Yeah, ooh, and it just stirs it all in there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Are you a are you a cinnamon in your coffee guy? Nothing. Nothing. Just just ghee and coffee. Yeah. I'll do sometimes. I'll do like honey. Um. Oh yeah, yeah. I like honey and coffee. There was too. like a there was like a small spurt where I did like lemon. Whoa! Yeah, it boosts your uh, metabolism and fat burning. Yeah, that's true. But in the coffee, is that good? No, no, no. It doesn't sound like it would be. It wasn't that good. <laughs> I'm, I'm one of those guys who's like, "Oh, it's good for me." Yeah, I'll take that. Oh, I don't like it. I don't care. It's good for me. <laughs> Give me that. And I know everybody isn't like that, but well, the thing is, is you got to be consistent with it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like if you're doing it, like like with my cachava thing. Um, I did it for a while and I stopped and then I just kept skipping my subscriptions because like, all right, I still have some left. I'm not going to like, you know, buy more, mm -hmm. um, but it's one of those things. It's the same with working out, you know, yeah. like, you don't really see results until what is it like two or three weeks, maybe three weeks For and sure. by that time, by that time, it's like, Oh, I'm finally seeing something. I'm still a little motivated to keep going. And then at some point it's going to get to like, Oh man, I, I think I look more cut than I did last week. I don't know. And then you uh -huh. have a plateau. So it's like right. really, it's a huge mental thing when it comes to working out and diet to really anything, staying consistent. Yeah. Yeah. And those are the times when you like mentally, you should just know that's when I need to push through because the breakthrough, you're creating those healthy, consistent habits. You're gaining momentum because if you stop, you're most likely going to start again. And it's just, it's going to be just as hard. But if you can break through that, like, oh, I don't see, I don't feel any different, but you need to know those results are coming. It's like, it's like investing, right? Like you invest your pennies over the year and then you get your, like those pennies add up and then you get like the interest from those pennies and exponentially over time, those pennies can become millions of dollars. But if you don't keep putting your pennies in, you'll never reach that big number. You know what I mean? So you might not see the big number right away, but you're investing into like creating healthy habits that over time are going to change. I'm a big, one of my favorite phrases is a little goes a long ways, right? Like just show up. You're not always going to give hundred percent. Just show up, show up again. You're not feeling it. Show up a little, a little over time goes a long ways. Dude. But, um, I don't know pretty much anything about investing but anytime i hear something um i had to look this up because i wanted to double check my boy andy dwyer from parks and rec 
<laughs> and he says something like, uh, someone asked him if he does investing. And it was, uh, okay, it was, I recently invested in some shirts at a garage sale. Uh, left those at Wendy's on my way home. So the economy. <laughs> Dude, I, <laughs> you got to love that, though. I, don't, I mean, I understand at some point I should, I'm sure I'm investing and I don't even know it in something right now. Yeah. I think it, it. I really got to work on that. Don't you love that quote? That's so funny, bro. That's so funny. Oh my gosh, dude. I love that. I got I got two suggestions. I'm no expert, right? And uh, so, you know, don't take your financial advice from somebody who's broke, but I'm not broke, but I'm not a millionaire either, right? So <laughs> um, I use a, I, a couple of things that I really like. Uh, one of them is this app called uh it's for gas um gonna pull it up right now upside it's called upside so it's sweet dude i got like 200 plus dollars in there right now and essentially you can go to a place any participating gas stations and you just check the app and it's like 10 cents back per gallon 20 cents back per gallon and it just puts it in in an account that you can cash out on and so i like that it's easy um, but then I like acorns as well. You can like set up like $5 reoccurring and it invests your money for you. Um, or you can put in, you can do this thing where it's called roundup, where every purchase you make, it'll round up your change to the nearest dollar yep. and throw it in. So it's like those little things, right? But you, you set it, forget about it for months. And then you open it up and you're like, Oh, I got hundreds of dollars in there from just my change that was rounded up. Yeah. So like easy ways like that um, are cool. But again, I'm not a financial expert, so please see a professional. But. <laughs> and hey, I am not yeah, either. I've been like, I think I've been told um, I didn't really have a rough financial, you know, childhood or anything like that. I just remember. I've been told I was stingy with my money a couple of times, but I didn't go. I didn't like going out to eat this was after high school and i had like some friends i was like yeah i don't i don't feel like going to mcdonald's i don't feel like you know going to i I didn't really drink i didn't really drink until i mean i had a beer when i was 21 sure but still like i didn't really drink until i moved to indianapolis yeah (laughs) so yeah so like most of my 20 i mean most of well i moved out here when i was i was like 26 and like before that it was either you know, I, I, I woke up, I lived at my mom and dad's house. I paid very minimal rent. Um, I didn't really have any other bills. I woke up, went to work, came home. That was it. I'll go mm-hmm. see my friends. I'll go see, you know, like either you guys or Jojo or whatever. So like I, I had money. I just mm-hmm. never like, I didn't know what to do with it. I mean, I wasn't balling out or anything like that. I, I paid straight cash for my second car. Um, my first car was a hand-me-down. My second one was like 5,000, 5,000 bucks paid that. And then I didn't really get a new car until I got in an accident. But otherwise I didn't, I wasn't like great with my money. Cause I didn't really know how to move it around. Uh-huh. I spend it. Um, yeah. I want to say I wasn't really broke until I moved out here either. So, uh, not the first time, first time I moved out here, I lived obviously off of, 38th street 
Yeah, yeah, you were in it, man. You were in it. I was in it. Well, I was in it, and I didn't know it. I mean, uh-huh. I remember I, I drove in. And this is my story of 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 indie. Basically, I drove in, and um, I had my 2012 Chrysler. I turned off of 38, and the first house I saw was boarded up with plywood and spray paint. I'm like, all right, we are, we are here. Because I mean, I like most people move out of their parents' house to like a town twenty minutes away, an hour away. I moved three states away. Yeah, you know, and it was nothing. Yeah. It was not no, nothing wrong, obviously, with my parents or anything. It was like, hey, I'm gonna take a leap of faith. I'm just gonna move out here. So I went out here, and then I had that house. Um, and you and you and the dog, Kev dog, showed up. Uh, <laughs> went to hey. Can't have enough O's and smooth, baby. Can't have enough O's and smooth, baby. I want to say we went to we went and grabbed dinner, and then he went to the hotel. You came back, and we went to a liquor store. And the liquor store was on 38th Street, and it was – Yeah, I remember that. Walk in, and it was almost like when you walk into like a bank with bulletproof glass everywhere, and there was a drawer. You say, hey, can I get – I get a, I got a cold 45 double malt. And then you put the cash in the drawer. They they take your cash, slide through the drawer, and then you were like, "I'll get an OE." Old <laughs> English, and and I was like, "I don't even. I think this is the hood. I don't know." Um, and I went back, and I mean, I li- I lived there for for a while, and I still had some some decent money, but it was really not until I moved to get an apartment in Carmel, and I didn't understand. I understand yeah. how to pay rent and pay bills, but I was working. I just wasn't making enough to justify that. And that's where all my money just went. Oh, yeah. And it became like a paycheck to paycheck thing. And Mm -hmm. I was like, man, investing would have been pretty cool, you know. Um, (laughs) Let's see what to do. Because I've had had those moments where my car was down and I had to walk to AutoZone to get a part. And my my credit card declined. So I had to wait a day. So I went back. But then I checked in to deposit because it was like a mobile deposit. So I had to wait a whole other day. So I'm like, dude, I don't have a car. Yep. Like three days. I can't pay. I'm like, this is not. Yeah. This is not cool. That's that's honestly like what kind of, you know, I think something like that has to happen to people in a way. It molds you a little differently. Like you obviously learn from it. You you grow from it. You're basically forced to grow. You have a different level of understanding. Um, mm-hmm. I've been like, I could say like, I've been broke, like broke, broke where, you know, I know what to do not to get there again. Yeah. So there's like a different yeah. level of hunger. Like if something pops off or like, Hey, I need something to happen. Like, okay, well I know that I don't want to be broke again. Yeah. Yeah, those like you said, those are valuable lessons that you kind of learn the hard way sometimes, you know. That's like the only way to learn them, honestly. I think right. a lot of valuable lessons like you learn without planning to learn them, truthfully. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, like you said, you realize, man, I don't want to go back here. So what can I do differently, right? You know, for me, it was a lot of – I had a lot of lessons like that, but um, as well as like – I come from a pretty broken family. You know that, you know what I mean? And uh, we didn't have a whole lot, um, but like my dad built my house with my house that I grew up with, with his bare hands and paid it off a couple times. And, uh, you know, my parents split 
And then I kind of saw my parents like just not be good with money where they were having to like live paycheck to paycheck and couldn't provide anything much extra, you know? And that was always like, we all have our origin stories, you know, but that for me was kind of like a motivator of like, man, I want to, I want to do something different than my parents did. So I don't have to like, this isn't my parents now, but I don't have to be the, you know, old person having to have a job just because they weren't thinking about like their future. Like I think when we're young, we all think, Oh, it's fine. You know, I'll work, you know, maybe you got a good job now, but you're like, Oh, I'm not old yet. So I don't have to think about it is kind of the trap. And so it forced me to be like, what's my life? What do I want my life to look at? Like when I'm my parents age, so I'm not in their same shoes, you know? So that forced me to like think differently and do something differently. Like, Hey, even if I'm investing small, you know, you start with what you can at first, right? Like nobody misses 20 bucks. We're all spending that in a week. You compile that. And then when you can do more, you do more. And then again, a few years go by and you look back and you're like, wow, it's starting to build, you know? And so, but if you never do that, then you never get to that place. And it's like, we're all going to grow old before we know it. And I don't want to be the one to grow old and be like, I wish I would have done something. Yeah. 20 years ago. Yeah. So, yeah, man. That's good, man. Well, uh, wait, something I did forget to mention. Why did I move out to Indianapolis, Terrence? What, what was our job out here? Are you asking me? I'm asking you. We got, we got to tell the people. The people need to know. Okay. The people need to understand. Obviously, there was the boxing gym. There okay. was, you yes. know, some some people we met at like just just out here. But what was what was my job? Listen, you came out to Indianapolis <laughs> to be Indiana's exclusive ramp installer for on behalf of the VA hospitals for disabled veterans. All right. What up? Listen, listen, we're talking modular aluminum wheelchair ramps. We're rolling around with a truck in a trailer, popping in, evaluating the situation and putting them up a wheelchair ramp same day, getting them in and out of their houses. And I will Exclusive. say side note, um, this is not a knock at any any one of those people who own a ramp. We were very aware of if you stayed in and retired after 20 years, or if you were in and out quick, just by rolling up to either the neighborhood or parking our car. And we're like, you know what? This is going to be a fun, interesting trip. (laughs) It it is wild though, right? You could be like, man, the, uh, the government maybe hasn't been so good to, to these veterans. Or like, yeah, these guys are lifers. They uh, they put in their work and they retired from the military. Dude, it was like the first we, we one, definitely the first. Sorry, the first one I remember, and I know you do too. It was well, actually, okay. So so the day I moved to Indy, um, not that night, but I think the next day there was a huge snowstorm. So so we weren't doing ramps. And I was like, great, I just moved here. There's no snow. And then like a 
it was probably like, I don't know, seven or eight inches or something. It was, it was a pretty decent snowstorm for that area. And of course, the neighborhood I lived in had like the narrow road. So I couldn't move oh, yeah. far, right? And I'm like, uh-huh. this is awesome. Um, but, but we, so we were off that next day. That's when we went to title. And, um, the day after that, we, ins- we went to install ramps. Well, the first place there, the first ramp we did, I remember it was, I think it rained before it snowed. So we had to chip away the ice. So we were using the aluminum feet, which have a square, square end. We we're chipping away the ice. And of course, like any, veteran who does not like who wouldn't have two dogs who shit all over their yard and it freezes and you're chipping away and i'm chipping away at like turdsicles over here and i'm like man it's my first day and and i don't even i don't i don't know i don't know what i'm doing but that was my first ramp I still, Bro. I still got the picture. I still got the picture, man. I'm so glad you brought that up because I honestly forgot about that. But I instantly remember, like, it started to warm up a little bit, and like frozen turds were like flying, dude. Like frozen turds were legit flying when we hit them. And, they weren't uh, like big. I just want everyone to understand. I just want to clarify. They weren't like big dog turds. It was just like enough where, like, if someone stepped in it, it was like a like a small cracker. You know what I mean? You're just like chipping at like, Yeah, you chip at it. That thing's like flying. That's what I remember. It's like flying. But dude, that was that was a rough intro. But then over the course of what, uh, probably two years ish, we probably put up well over a thousand wheelchair ramps. Uh-uh. I only I was there for one year. One okay, one year. Yeah, because I moved out. I moved. I did. It started with like I took a leave of absence from my maintenance job. For a month, yeah. and I came out here, and then I was like, "All right, I'm gonna stick to it." So I went home, packed everything up within two weeks, um, and then I came back out here. Uh, and then it really wasn't like when I when I moved moved out here. I think the first like month or two, I'd wake up, work, go to the gym, and then come home. So I didn't like have any friends or anything like that. So I was trying to get back to Minnesota, but then it wasn't until like I opened up more and met more people that it's like, Oh, I really like indie. And then all of a sudden I had a job opportunity in Minneapolis. So I was like, okay, this might be my time to go back. So well, I moved back and then I moved back again, whatever. Horrible, oh, that's horrible story. But, but I think overall, I think I was here from like March until January. So about, yeah. I mean, you know, like almost a year of doing ramps and we put up, we put up a lot of ramps. Do some down, man. There, there was the a whole lot state. of long days. Cover the state. We had Illinois. We had parts of Kentucky. Did we do any in Ohio? No, not really. No. Kentucky, though. Yeah, Illinois. Kentucky, yeah, yeah, Lou. I can Lou, remember, Lou, baby. Man, that was like such a sweet time of music. We listened to music all the time. A lot we of riffraff. Riff we had Neon Icon. Yep. Neon Icon, man, just bumping. <laughs> We were making videos. You were out. It was so funny, bro. We had that Hemi truck, and you would, you like had these little characters you would do. Yeah, and, I remember that. Man, all these videos are. I'll probably post these at some point. But yeah, these videos were. They were great. I mean, we were. I will say that was probably like some of the best shape I was in too, because you're hauling around aluminum. I mean, sure, we're driving around, but we weren't like, we weren't eating gas station food. We pretty much had no. before. 
Yeah. Like I said, we weren't, I, I probably didn't start really drinking beer until I worked at the brewery after that. Right. So really it's not like I had a beer belly and we went to the boxing gym. I mean, uh, five times a week. Yeah. Maybe. Well, cause we were, we were like having long days too. So it would be like work and boxing, boxing in the morning if we could and work all day, yeah. go to sleep, not much time. And then, back at it and we weren't really eating i mean we had enough for well <laughs> we went so we had a con we had a, i guess a quote-unquote contact at the hotel and even if we didn't have an employee staying there we still rolled up parked probably in a fire zone and went to the <laughs> continental breakfast had had grabbed some apples had a little bowl of cereal, probably had like some horrible soggy pancake. And I remember it's just like we would roll in there like we stayed there. Like you just gotta roll in confident, like, oh yeah, I stay here, I'm getting breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> questions <laughs> I have. Just roll up to the kitchen. Well, because when we went there, that's where I mean a couple other employees from like around the country would come in. We'd either train them or like some of our bosses would come in there and yeah. like, hey, dismiss for breakfast. Okay. And we just kept doing it. Oh, yeah. So, like, we would eat that, and then we'd go to the warehouse, load up, and my lunch was probably just, like, a wrap with, like, turkey meat, lettuce, and then I had, like, an apple and, like, some water. You ate a lot of uh, mini cukes. A lot of mini cukes. You yeah, had the uh, right. kumquats. You were, you were big into kumquats then? Yeah, those uh, are some of, those are, like, by far the most sour fruit I've ever had. Very sour. Yeah. Very sour. Yeah. Yeah. But you'd roll up with like a whole pack of like mini cukes or gum quads and we just smash them. Yeah. 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 But otherwise you didn't really eat. So like I was in great shape. Um, yeah. I don't know how much I weighed. I think I was probably at like one. I walked around. I just felt it just felt better. It was a good workout job. Oh yeah. There, were, I mean, there was plenty of, there's so many memories of that job because you had a couple either like we we got paid per ramp install. Yeah, we got paid hourly plus bonuses plus bonuses paid weekly bonuses. Yeah. We yeah. had a company truck, company card for gas. Yeah. And we had I mean, per diem. We had per diem if you stayed. If we had overnights, baby, you'd bring your PlayStation. No, we'd no, just a DVD. It was just a DVD player. I'd bring some DVDs, our per diem. I just want to say shout out to um, the boss at the time. If Brian, you this, thank you, Brian. Okay, yeah, you can say his name. If you listen to this, we didn't really take advantage of it, but there was a lot of times where we were we were very thankfully blessed. And our per diem was 25 bucks a person. So essentially, there's two of us. If you guys want to do the math, that's 50 bucks. So majority of the time it would be that's what a taco bell drop like maybe like 15 bucks because you can get a lot at taco bell for 15 oh, bucks, yeah. okay oh, yeah. and then let's say if i had to go to the bathroom and there was a liquor store nearby so i had to run to go to the bathroom well at the liquor store i saw i might have seen some beer so we'd grip we would use that as a per diem <laughs> and then we would and then we were good. And then we would have some leftover, like if we wanted to like also grab at the gas station, like some breakfast for or breakfast or lunch tomorrow for the next day. Yeah. So we yeah. would have Taco Bell. We would have a case of like Milwaukee's best or something horrible. And then we would watch 
we were watching like Rambo or or whatever. Yeah. We had we had DVDs that we brought, right? Yeah. So Yeah. It's just a <laughs> just a fun time though. Yeah. Like, oh, we got an overnight. Heck yeah. Oh man. Yeah, because those our overnights were majority of the time in Illinois. Um yeah. and then it was one of the things where we even started pushing for overnights. And no one's yeah. like, we're like, hey, we could hit Peoria and Springfield. I mean, let's just push, let's push Miss Clayton's appointment for Friday to Monday. You know, yeah. she'll understand. And uh, we'll swing this up. So we'll just do another overnight. Okay. If you guys are fine with that, yep. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. Send us, we'll go. Send us. Send us. <laughs> Dude, do you remember that one ramp? Actually, I know you will. We were driving out in the middle of who knows where, some cornfield. And we I already know. I already know what you're gonna say. We drive by that house and you look and you're like, oh gosh, I hope that's not it. Because we were rocking a tom tom. Yes. Something like that, which isn't the most accurate compared to like the phone now. Uh-huh. Um and we were like, I hope that's not it. And then we were calling and we well, we hoped it wasn't it because it was just loaded with S. The whole yard. I mean, there was S from everywhere. The, from the, door, from the front door. Huge orders. orders. They had literally a space for their car to drive in and a park. And then they had like a, a narrow walkway, like through crap to their door. It was fully loaded. We're both like, God, I hope that's not the house. I hope that's not it. Like, honestly, it looks like it just got done filming an episode of Hoarders Extreme or something like that. So we we get on the phone. And it was kind. Of, it sucked because it was kind of late in the day, uh, right? I mean, I think it was. We were probably an hour and a half back from the warehouse, and I'm guessing it was like three o'clock or like two o'clock. And we pulled around, showed up. They're like, "Oh, this is it." And we did. Typically, I think. I mean, I'm assuming most hoarders have some type of like. So obviously something's going on in their brain where they can't think straight or comprehend certain things. So when we're there, we're like, hey, it looks like the ramp is going to have to be this large and it's going to have to end over here. How should we move it? And they kept changing their mind. And then I'm like, dude, I we, we got to get the hell out of here. Like, I don't want to be here much longer. And then she, she was pointing things. And then it was, I'm telling you guys, it was just like a horror episode. Terrence would pick something up. To move it, she's like, "No, I like that. That's where that is. Oh, put that over here." And oh, it came, to me, it came to me. I was moving stuff. She's like, "Let's put that. Let's put that." I'm like, "Okay, where should I put this?" Like, we were just, we were tired. You and I were losing our patience, and finally, oh, finally, I started picking up like pot plants or something, like flower, flower, flower pot plants. And she's like, "Put this." And I'm like, "I don't care." I just started chucking stuff out of the way, and I didn't care. And then we, we probably wouldn't have got a good review. And then we did our measurement. I'm like, all right, it's going to lay here. And of course, there was no driveway. It was just grass. And there was like a little, um, it was a screen door yeah. put together and a tarp over it. A screen door was laying down on the field. And that's where like little dogs and puppies were living. Uh -huh. and the dogs and puppies would run around in the grass, piss shit all over the place. And then I was just like sitting here. I'm like, dude, I... I know we were going to talk about, like, let's reward ourselves after this and get Chick-fil-A, but I just want to shower. Yeah, for real. Like, for real. Like, the, 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 I think the husband or the actual, like, veteran was in his, in the house, 
there's like a wooden porch and then he was in the house and honestly it looked like a scary film or some horror film where like he's just behind the screen door that you can't see through because it's disgusting <laughs> he's like do you guys want to come in here and check check like the threshold and like actually our policy yeah. we came up with something was like our policy is we have to be outside we have to get that worked up with the va yeah blah, blah, blah. i don't know and I remember, I remember I walked in for just like, I stuck my head in the door and I got blasted with like urine, just Tony, like, probably, probably some type of, cause there's cats in there. I oh say. yeah. And I was like, I'm not going in here, but it right. Like a lot of people are disabled veterans, you know, they can't get out and about. Sure. We get it. But that was like a whole nother level. That was like you said, that was like extreme hoarders. Like there's some, there's some off. There's something off on the, Yeah. And it was, yeah, like, man. Here's your ramp. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. That, was a, that was a downside. I mean, not a downside, but that was just part of the job where it's like, hey, we get paid the same amount per ramp. We could do like a six-foot ramp to someone, straight shot, where I just hook it up to their patio. Boom. There's 25 bucks for that ramp, but then there's also 25 bucks for like a 50-footer. Yeah. footer If it's under the quoted amount, right? There was some quoted amount. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Which, yeah. let's not forget – the best moment was you, me, and Kev. No, it was you and me. We were somewhere yeah. in like Kentucky. We were in Kentucky, and um, it was the, let's say the threshold was like five thousand. We were we would quote it out on our on our tablet. Say all right, this part here has cost this much, and it was what like four thousand and like forty eight hundred bucks or something. Just and, right there. Yeah, and I was and it was late in the day, and I'm like, Yo, Terrence, we have. I don't want to do this. And the veteran showed the um, he had like a little shed in the back. Oh, that's right. That had like had like a six inch lift, and I was like, Yo, "Do you guys need like one of those like little lug ramps or something to get in and out of that shed?" Not really. Are you sure? I mean, we're here. You know, we're here for access. Like, we we can quote that for you. Damn, sorry guys. It looks like it just went over the proposed amount. <laughs> I guess we're gonna have to come back another time. It's it's funny because obviously our job was to help veteran hospitals. But oh yeah. Also, there was also times where I'm like, dude, I'm so exhausted. It's late in the day. We we're gonna come back anyway. But <laughs> for sure, for sure, yeah. We're still because we got pushed hard too out the gate. Like we were having long days when we started. So well, yeah, once we yeah. Oh, yeah. And hold it down for the whole state. So once we got into the swing of things, we're like, all right, we got a little leniency here. Yeah. <laughs> it's over I want I want to I clarify. We were majority of the time. Our plan was to make sure we could get the job done. There were nights where we were trying to make sure we could go home. <laughs> so 100 <laughs> percent. Yeah, that's accurate. Yeah, that's accurate. Uh, Good times, man. Those are our roots, brother. Those are our roots, man. Longtime friends, man. Uh, you're still, you, but you're still doing it down in, down in the Bama, right? Down in Bama. Yep, yep. yep. It looks different than what we did, okay. but uh, it, same concept. Yeah, like uh, different. Like my pay is different. It's better. <laughs> well, okay, well, that's, that's <laughs> you know, we all live and learn, man. But. Uh, same idea, yeah. But there's some sticky situations down there for me and Bama, man. Just because of like, like, I, like I, I would, I'll, I'll come visit, obviously. But I'm just thinking, if I were to compare or try to relate, like we've been in some gross situations in Indi- northern Indiana, 
Oh yeah. It's on ramp. So if I take that but put it in yeah. a warmer state that's probably on, on like yeah. the side, like I don't want to come across yeah. the snake. You know what I mean? Bro, I remember quick last story. I remember seeing you uh decapitate a snake with a shovel. Remember we were working on that job. There was like there was like a step and on the step it had carpet. And like we were platform? like Yeah. But there was carpet on the platform. And we were like working on top of the platform and then we had to move the platform and we moved it and like ripped the carpet off of it. And there was like two snakes coiled up underneath. Whop, whop, whop. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. You struck those bad boys dead, dude. I don't play with, I don't deal uh, with snakes, man. I mean, what's funny is no. I have a snake tattoo on my thigh, but like, I don't, it's no also, clip. it's also a freaking dagger stabbing the snake through the mouth. Well, that's what, that's what you did. Is. Yes. So it's, yes. it's it's fine. Yeah. You you live that life for real. I see. I did. I did. <laughs> but yeah, man, love to have you come visit. But like you said, yeah, there's definitely some uh backwoods places in, in in Alabama. As well as um uh the South is just a different it's a different place. Like southern culture is different than north. Um like there's a lot of Confederate flag waving people down here, and there's a lot of just ignorance. Like people are like Oh, it doesn't mean nothing but Southern pride, brother. I'm I'll, like, see, I red, I'll means, see red, white, and blue on that flag too, brother. I, I think it means a little more than that, brother. I will say one thing about the South, and for one, great food. I'm, I'm going to definitely say that. But also, I feel like there is a presence in the South where um, college football is everything. Oh, big time, especially in Alabama, bro. Everything. I oh, mean, yeah. You got Bama, you got Georgia down there, you got LSU. Oh, yeah. You know, oh you yeah, Clemson, like you got you got some serious yeah. teams in that area. Hundred percent, dude. Yeah. People are, bro. We bought a we bought a Home Depot bucket for all, all our goodies when we first rolled down here, and the only other one was an Auburn bucket, uh, Auburn University. Yeah, and uh, we're like, oh, you know, we'll get two buckets switched up, bro. We roll up to some places with that Auburn bucket, and legit, dude, they're not even playing with us. They're like, you better get that bucket off our lawn. <laughs> You better get that bucket <laughs> on out of here. Well, it's probably because Bama's a number one rival is Auburn. Oh yeah. I mean, oh, I yeah. mean, it's it's no, it is. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's, it's funny in that sense. We're like we're outsiders. We can ride the fence. It's, it's just a bucket. It's all right. The only thing that bucket's good for is pissing and shitting, brother. <laughs> and then burning it. You better burn that bucket. You damn Yankee. <laughs> You uh, you should come down though, man. Come down and we'll shoot another cast, man. We'll roll episode yeah. whatever. Yeah, point. absolutely, man. Well, yeah. the thing is, is like I've been working on. I've always wanted. We've always we've talked. Like I've always wanted to do a podcast at some point, and it really wasn't until um like last October, maybe September. Um, Gen Con was going on downtown. And uh, one of the one of the guests at the bar, um, I was bartending, and uh, it was like a slow night. He showed up. I think he was just waiting for his Uber to get to the airport. And he's from Australia. And um, we just started talking about like movies, and well, we started talking about Gen Con stuff because I don't know uh, enough about certain board games or card games and and all that stuff. I mean, I played Magic the Gathering, whatever. Um, but we we started nice, talking. Dude. Yeah, we started talking, and um. We started talking about like movies and like movies growing up because when I grew up, like 
that was what my dad and I did in our family was like we would play some like cult classic films or like some that are like how have you heard of this movie type of thing so him and I were relating this Australian guy myself were relating on that and then we started talking more and um I explained like how I knew craft beer and then he finally just like asked a question and I don't know if it's because I was just so busy in life at the time um that I I couldn't think about it and he said like so is this like one of your dreams or whatever like is this one of your passions and I'm like Mm, no i mean i'm i'm good at bartending and he just kind of like looks at me he's like so what is you know like what what is your dream like what or what is your passion what are your dreams and stuff like that and i was like almost i just kind of like stopped and i was like oh my gosh i don't know you know i mean i kind of know like i like we were talking and like one of my biggest passions is like talking with people and 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 just learning about people that way and and then we started talking about podcasting um, I mean, I told them, like, obviously, like, my passions were, like, movies, music, art, um, boxing, sports, obviously, analyzing fights is, like, a huge thing of mine, um, cooking, all that fun stuff, all these arts, basically. And him and I just started talking for the next, like, couple hours. And after that night, I, I went home, and I was just like, I'm just going to start really putting a bunch of notes together. And start game planning and coming up with everything you talked to me about for the podcast and like how to launch and like what to do and how to do this. Cause he has one as well. Um, and he's going to be, he's going to be one of my guests coming up probably in the, within the next month or something like that. He's a really cool dude. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm putting all these notes. I'm like, Oh man, this is like, I actually feel like I'm making progress finally with, with this podcasting thing. And then obviously being on Josiah Dury's um, pod level midnight shout out um, being on his, his podcast a couple of times as a recurring guest. Um, it, it, it's, it helps because you can kind of pick the brains of the people who have done that before or, or, yeah. or are doing it. So I'm like, Hey man, like, where did you like, how are you doing it this way? Like, where are you editing? How are you, you know, like, how are you recording? What's your mic? Like all of these things. Um, and then finally it's like, I was, in a pretty good position and then i'm working on like intro music and audio sounds and reaching out to local artists and my guest list is pretty long at this point but um obviously i got married so that delayed everything and then we went to the honeymoon that delayed things but then i was able to kind of come back but i've been so tied up with work and then finally i think like last week i was like look i pretty much have everything we'll put some stuff together I'm going to look up some more like the editing things. Um, and I was like, let's just, why don't I just start? You know what I mean? So I'm like, finally, I'm here. I kind of got this podcast thing going right now. Um, yeah. And I'm so, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I really am. Um, I have so many different groups of friends, like I've met over my life. So I can really reach out to all different types of people, people I've, networked with either when i was in a band or when i was in the brewery industry or like now or minnesota or indie you know like mm -hmm. there's this all different types of people out there that that i i'm thankful that i've met and honestly i think it's cool to just learn more about them and have other people learn them too so i'm like well this fits for like a podcast you know what i mean so yeah man that's great that's like knowing a lot of people being able to showcase a lot of people um hear a lot of people's kind of stories and 
you'll get a lot of like diversification on here, which will be fun. Um, and it's just cool too, to like hear that story. Cause everyone of us has like, kind of like an origin story, you know, you don't, we don't always see like what goes into the background yeah. um, or behind the scenes. And like, some of us just think like, Oh, you know, it's their first podcast or, you know, they're just at the beginning, but there's a lot that went in up until this point, even, you know, yeah. and now the trajectory is like set and the momentum has started. And so that's encouraging even to me, man, you know, like, man, you did your research, you, you really planned it out. Um, you got your list, you talk to the right people, you got your, the vision has kind of been set for it, you know? Um, so I'm, I'm encouraged, man. I'm thankful, man. I'm glad to be on for number zero, episode zero. And hey, uh, <laughs> you'll be on for, numerous times, but yeah, you're, you're my for the pilot. Yeah. But yeah, I'd love to keep the conversation going, man, with fighting with you and, and life in general, man. I mean, we got deep roots, you know what I mean? So we'll have something to fall back on in that sense. But uh, dude, marriage fighting, I'll be down life in general. I'll be down to. Well, that's the thing. Up. That's the thing. Like for me, the, 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 what took the longest, honestly, was coming up with a name. Yeah. So it wasn't until I, I had one, uh, a buddy of mine who uh, he actually, so he lived in Indy. He worked at flicks. Um, he moved out to South Carolina him and I get along like very well, like music wise and, and whatnot, like a lot of the same bands and this huge tour was, was going on last year. And I'm like, Hey man, we have to go to this. It was Devil Wears Prada. And I was like, we have to go to this. So he was in South Carolina. I was like, well, there's, they're touring in South Carolina. They're touring in Indy. Let's meet in the middle. So we go to Nashville. So then when I was with him, he's also pretty, I mean, he's got a, pretty strong like art background so like he can kind of like pick my brain and everything like that um and he and he's like hey do this name i was like oh that sounds perfect uh what mm-hmm. i was going for and um of course i was on spotify it was taken and then i had <laughs> ideas i was taken and then it wasn't until last um know, last week or something where it's like oh why don't i just do this i wanted to incorporate my last name somewhat you know yeah um and not taken well it is now what up dog so what it's, it's taken, taken baby. yeah so i mean that was like yeah. kind of the that was that part took the longest which is interesting but yeah i mean it's i'm still learning you know of course. Uh, still working on um i gotta work on like my intro my editing and uh but yeah i mean it's it's exciting it's like one of those things where like obviously we were <laughs> before I tell that story um it's one of those things where like i've told people like hey like i'm i'm finally like in a position where i'm starting a podcast and everyone's like dude that's awesome like tell me where i can subscribe and like and everything i feel like i'm kind of a likable person somewhat so um yeah and i get along well i mean i feel like i can talk to a lot of people i'm pretty adaptable with that and i don't know if that's my history of bartending where i come across any type of person or it's kind of with what i do now for my main job um, I've talked to people from all over the country. So like you can talk, you can't talk to someone in New York city, the same way you can talk to them in freaking, you know, Shreveport, Louisiana. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're different people, you know? So, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I feel, you know, I'm, I'm finally in a spot where, um, things are moving. I'm learning and, uh, 
I've learned a lot from uh, our first podcast is what I was going to bring up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and that's the cool thing, right? Like touch on it as much as you like, but uh, you got some experience to draw back from like what worked, what didn't, right? Um, how to make this your own. But the important thing that I've heard from everybody who has a YouTube channel or podcast is like, just start, right? Just start and Episode one won't be perfect. Maybe your first 10 won't be perfect, but you'll like come into yourself. You know, mm-hmm. are you going to do long form? Are you going to do short form? Well, all that stuff will get answered throughout. But like the biggest hesitation people have and me might included, right? I'd love to start like a boxing tutorial YouTube uh, down the road. But uh, it's, it's like the starting point, right? Like everyone's got to start. And then after you get your first like compilation, uh, then momentum can get gathered behind you and these kinds of things. But there's a lot of hesitation to pull that initial trigger. So kudos yeah. to you, brother, man. You did it. You're here. Well, be- Thanks, man. Yeah. It's <laughs> one of those things, dude, like, I mean, for you to do something new or 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 any art or something, like you're going to have to be vulnerable at some point, you know? Yep. And it's not like – I'm not expecting – like a thousand listens on my first episode or, or, or whatever. At some point, I know, I believe that it's going to grow at some point, but my, my goal is literally just like talking with people and yeah. like that, that gives me peace. Um, yeah. It's fun. A learning experience altogether. So yeah, man, it's, it's, I'm excited for what's ahead. Um, I got a pot or I got, a, I got a Instagram page now. Yep. Saw that. I smashed that like button. Smash the dog. What up? Swipe up. Draft Kings, ten percent off. Code name. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. No sponsors yet. yet, man. Um, not yet. Not yet, dude. If you could, okay. Here's a question. Speaking of that, sorry. Give me a list of if you could have three sponsors. Let's say, let's say oh. you had a thing. Like let's say let's say you either had a podcast or or your boxing YouTube channel. What okay. would you want your sponsors? I love sponsors? that. I love that. Love that. Um, well, if I had a podcast, um, it would probably be picking back up the fighter's corner podcast. And so I would want something fight related as a sponsor or like health related. Um, I think I, I don't even know if I could get a title sponsorship, but I would want maybe a Celsius sponsorship, maybe, uh, uh, I thought of when we used to drink, um, what's that coconut water? Um, oh, Vita Okay, Yeah, I do love some Vita Funny fact, funny fact. Okay, if Josiah Dury ever listens to this, we were on a church softball team for New Hope. Uh-huh. And I would drink, I would, I would walk around with, with a little, it's like a, it was what, like a carton. Yeah. Vita Yeah. And I would yeah. walk around with it. And every game I would drink, I was like, hey, man, I'm going to try really hard for them to sponsor me. Let's go, dude. And I was like, this, this is all. Go. I was like, part of the reason was one, it's different. No one else is drinking coconut water. Uh-huh. Two, it's a pretty notable brand. Three, the marketing's dope. It's in this little like carton container. Bruh. And I'm like, yo, it's it's also very healthy for you. So I'm like, hey, uh-huh. I'm getting sponsored. So like every time, like if I just if I get like a single or something, I would look at him and just be like, sponsorship. Let's go. <laughs> Drop that every single time until it happens. Yeah. <laughs> Vita Coca, we're coming for you. Yeah, uh, yeah, bro. Those two, uh, yeah, 
there's probably a lot more, but I don't know off the top. I would say, thanks for asking me, by the way. I would say probably um, <laughs> Celsius would be dope. Um, just bring me a case every every week or something like that. Uh-huh. Um, dang, now I'm on the beverages thing. Uh, Mananali, I know. Mananali water would be kind of cool. That's Jason Momoa's water. Um, it's just aluminum. It's literally just water in aluminum cans. <sighs> Single-use plastic stuff, you know? Um I am on the uh oh Jocko would be cool, obviously, for his supplements. But you know what I'm really, really vibing right now? Bachan's Japanese barbecue sauce. It's basically um it's it's got there's a couple different flavors, but um it's like a teriyaki soy sauce somewhat. So you would throw it on like a like a stir fry bowl. You can use it as a marinade. There's a hot and spicy one, there's a little more of like a sweet tangy one. That'd be cool. Lift, dude. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be real cool. Yeah, any kind of hot sauce would be dope. Any kind of like quality protein or health. There's so many. Yeah. We'll have to compile that'd be fun. Compile a list of top sponsorships. And then just, uh the just, next, we'll call that episode We're Thirsty. We're thirsty. <laughs> we're thirsty, thirsty for boys. you. Butcher box, where you at? Thirsty boys. And then the uh next phase will be going getting after them. See which one they land. It's all a process, man. That's right. But now we in it, baby. Now we in it. We in it. Well, dude, episode one, man. We did it, man. Terrence Halloney. Jason Stillwalter, my day one. Thank you, dude. Yeah, I'm excited, man. You'll definitely, uh, well, here, give a shout out. Where, where can, where can all these beautiful listeners find you? Um, you can go to Terrence the Wolf 88 on Insta. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, but I don't know who checks that anymore, so don't don't even worry about it. I'm not gonna pretend like I'm on Facebook, so I'm not even gonna give the shout out. <laughs> Throw up the Instagram and uh, we'll start there. That's awesome, man. Hey, thank you, yeah. dude. Love you. I love you, brother. Okay. Well done. <laughs>